Sounds like nether splat, bitch. <laughs> Natter splat. 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 So what have you been up to? <laughs> well, I've been traveling a lot lately. I met a new super stellar model. Her name is Eden Ivy. What's she like? She is fabulous, this girl. Like, not only does she have a pretty face, but she's got an amazing butthole as well. Mm -hmm. So, is that I, the pretty one that I met last week? Yes, yeah, she's gorgeous, and she like she has her head on straight too, which is impressive because she's only like 22, but she's doing like everything right so far, and she listens to me, which makes her super smart. She Just pretends kidding. to listen to you. She's <laughs> smart. She's smart enough to look engaged when you're talking. <laughs> right, Who that's knows good whether she's actually listening, but she's smart enough to, to like nod and look at you. That's perfect. That's fine. She doesn't even sound that French either. It's perfect. And actually, like, so um, we started in Prague. She was only supposed to be out here for three weeks, and then now she's been out here for two months. And from there, we went out to Spain, and we shot out there, and now we're back in Prague. But um, I actually, one of my dear friends, I, I guess I won't say who, but then one of my dear friends, her kids are in town right now, and I went to hang out with her kids because it doesn't matter. I'm a kid at heart, and like I love to hang out with her kids, and they're, they're super cool, and they glow. So I was talking to the daughter, who's 15, and she was, um, I hadn't seen her in a couple of years. She's real good at talking. Actually, when I first met her, she was 12 years old, and she asked me, she's like, do you know who Neil Diamond is? And I was like, do you know who Neil Diamond is, 12-year-old? Like, why are you asking me this? But I saw her, and we ended up, like, chatting, and, like, with current events, because she's out visiting from another country, uh, I ended up asking her how she felt about the vaccine. And she told me how she felt about the vaccine, and that she was like, yeah, I'm not very sure about it. She's like, my dad's uh, gotten it. She's like, but I'm not sure if I'm, I'm going to want to get it or not. And I was like, good, because you're 15, so you shouldn't have to get it. And that was just like, here, let me talk about the topics that we talked about, and then we could go deeper into them. So we talked about, I talked about with a wonderful 15-year-old about the vaccine and about what she was learning in school. And they are also getting indoctrinated with the whole, like, um, how do you even call it, like, this gender this new gender discovery phase that people seem to be going we through. We could call it the woke agenda, the gay agenda, <laughs> the, the LGBTQI plus one agenda. <laughs> all the numbers and uh -huh. all the letters. Where, she, where does she go to school? I think that's relevant. Uh, Ireland, she uh -huh. goes to school in Ireland, so. Mm -hmm. And she was saying like, um, that they're teaching in school now multiple genders, that there's multiple genders. And I, I wish I would have asked her how many she learned, but like she said that there was like over 40 different genders or something like that. So, and then also like- It's very limiting of them to put a, to put a cap on there. <laughs> I thought it would be unlimited. <laughs> to as infinity a, and as beyond. A standard, yeah. <laughs> and then her brother who lives in another country like here in Czech is also learning about that and when I was talking to them 
it was just strange because like the boy ended up making a comment that like really kind of hit home for me. He was like, because her and I were talking about like the gender stuff and she's like, you know, and this is a 15 year old girl saying this, mind you. She's like, you know, I don't care what gender like you are. I don't care if you like boys, if you like girls. She's like, but if you're gonna force it into my face and not care about my opinion and how I feel and only care about you feel how you feel about the situation, that's where I'm gonna draw the line. And I was like, that's very fair. So she has like a really reasonable way of thinking about it. And then her brother who's 15, he straight out said that he's homophobic. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, why do you think that you're homophobic? He's like, well, because all of these different genders, he's like, and I, like, I don't know. And like, it was funny because like their mom's babysitter like had come earlier that day and he was gay. And I was like, so do you have a problem with that guy? And he was like, no, I don't have a problem with that guy. I don't care that he's was gay. Was he gay or a flamboyant guy? He was, he was pretty flamboyant. Like and, uh, visually gay. And like what I told him, I was like, you're not homophobic. I was like, you're not afraid of them. You're just not like you're just kind of sick of all of this being jammed down your throat because even I feel that way and like I like to I like plenty of women I have like my fair share of pussy. you are part of that community I am part of that community you are actually. part of the LGBT yeah. community yeah like I actually am so and you are literally always rainbow colored <laughs> like always you, you're a flag you're a flag waving queer like, yeah. like quite literally like yeah. you're a flag wag waving queer and even you've had enough of it yeah because it's it, that's the thing is it's a form of separation and when you start to add all of these divisions for people then you're going to lose your common ground and then we're not going to have anything co in common and I don't like the division that it causes between people in addition to that like it just does seem ridiculous and it does seem like there is a binary and I'm one of the people that agrees that they binaries do exist and it like it's funny because i'm just learning about all of this like non-binary stuff like because i don't check usual news outlets i kind of tend to get everything like a little bit later not anymore like in the last year or two i've been like a when lot it more comes on to it. politics yeah but yeah like i've i've never been super updated on all of that so when i first heard about non-binary like i still barely f understand what it is but i contacted one of my trans friends and I was like, and because I've known her for 10 years, and I was like, hey, how do you feel? And I was like, okay, I asked her, I was like, what is non-binary? And she was like, oh, this, all right. Like exhausted. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I asked her, I was like, yeah, like, what do, where do you stand on all of this? She was like, well, honestly, she's like, I'm not allowed to say this out loud to the people that I know because I'll get so much guff for it and so much pushback for it. She's like, but I honestly feel like it, like it, like it invalidates all of the work that I've done because, like, when you have gender dysphoria, you actually feel like you are not in your correct gender, and like that's what it is. It's it's gender dysphoria. It's not like you say, like you've brought it up before. It's not personality dysphoria. Like I feel like a flower, so I'm a flower. I feel right. like a a this, so I'm a that. Like, no, no, no. Like, we do have binaries in this world that exist mm -hmm. for a reason, and mm -hmm. you don't have to adhere yeah. by them. Oh, but proxy, what about intersex people? I don't know what that means. But uh, like, well, it's... Well, well, let me clear that up for Okay, what's intersex? Let me clear it up. Well, <laughs> intersex is like the modern uh, rebranding of what would be called a hermaphrodite, I think. So when oh. you have someone who has an actual medical condition where they actually show characteristics of of both sexes so you may have testicles and ovaries 
or you may have or any combination of that. But yeah. I think out... But that's like extenuating circumstances. Well, it's a very, right? very, that's, very That's very a birth small... defect versus a right. personality right. Um, defect. Exactly. But it's it's a very small percent of people actually are intersex or hermaphrodite. Yeah, yeah. So that's a... But, but what's worth noting is that even 99% of those, I think, show one way more than the other. You know, it's very clear that they may have small regressed testes or something, but they may present as a female even even when they're a newborn. Mm -hmm. So in that case, the doctor usually says, uh, we can do some surgery and go on as if this person was a girl. And then you can usually do that. Um, See, now in situations like that, like that's where I do believe, like in the very few situations like that, is where I do believe if you wanted to take the stance of not choosing a gender for your kid to let them figure it out as they go up, grow up because I've always been of the belief that it's better to be honest with kids and to treat them like they are your equals versus treating them as if they were... Completely disagree. Well, children should be treated as children to a certain point, but if you treat yeah. them like they're dumb, then they're no, going to yes. grow up naive. I agree you know? with that. So, like, it, to... Of course, push their boundaries, but the idea that you treat them like an adult, it's like I wouldn't want my children to know what the hell's going on in some parts of the world. Well, yeah, but... Okay. As explicitly as what's happening. Like, you can talk about it and make sure they're worldly, but I certainly wouldn't want them known adult themes let's say and i think that's i think regaining well, there's always limits and boundaries to mm -hmm. things and just like with the the old saying everything with moderation and that's like legit everything like you cannot like go overzealous with pretty much anything even running like you think running so good for you but then if you go too much it'll go for your knees mm -hmm. you know so she everything splits. in moderation so this 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 girl you asked for some guidance on this topic and she was exacerbated and went, <laughs> but then, then she what? She enlightened you somewhat? Well, well, because she said she was like, yeah, she's like, I feel like it invalidates like all of the work that I've done because like, I do feel like there is a binary that I'm not fitting into. And I feel like there's a different role for me to be played. And like the binaries do exist for a reason. And like, they are there and like gender does matter because like, they're like even if you're not going to adhere to the binary that you are assigned to which is fine like there could be a really uh, ambitious woman that is with a very sweet kind caring gentleman and maybe you would want that guy to stay at home with their kids versus the woman because she's better out in the field so like you're, you don't have to uh, abide by these rules but they are rules Guidelines. because of what we're like how we're born where like women are inherently more nurturing and caring and mm -hmm. not to say that men can't be, it's just inherently per the majority that's yeah. how we have roles of that course. we fill. Of course. And if you don't feel like that, and I'm like, I'm, per I'm a perfect person to talk on this topic because when I was growing up, I felt plenty confused. Like I always identified myself as a guy growing up and that was before I knew about any of this transgender and switching and back and forth and so I it wasn't was literal new. it wasn't literal you didn't feel like you had to say i am a man and you will call me a man you were just you i was just a female that felt like uh, felt i had more, a lot of yeah. like male characteristics and you traits. felt like you were more and that was fine like i i'm different and that's fine i don't need anybody else to adhere to my differences for me you know and to validate how I'm feeling for me, I know how I feel. Mm -hmm. And even if you are confused by that, mm -hmm. that's part of puberty, that's part of growing up. I don't think anybody like, 
they're like, and this whole like the whole transgender thing, like this is a really sticky topic to talk about. Well, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think when I was growing up, I think the idea of transgenderism was open. It was, it was out there. It wasn't something I'd never heard of. I, I knew about it. Mm-hmm. I even met people. Someone came into my bar and I'll be honest, we kind of had a giggle. You could say that's really transphobic because he looked like a guy. He looked like, and you could say maybe he was actually a transvestite, which don't really exist anymore, or the word doesn't seem to exist. But he was very much, he looked like a man. He came into my bar, but we were very respectful. Like, why wouldn't you be? Why, yeah. why, would, why would you be a dick to someone for no reason? A stranger, but you yeah. could see that this person was a biological Male. man who who presented himself as a as a woman and and that happened to a lot of my time and growing up we knew exactly what that was and i think that's fine i don't think it's confusing i think it's not confusing at all because of the binary function of it so you say hey i was born a man i've got a penis but i actually like acting like a woman and i like being treated like a woman and i think in this day and age when you say that if you're on the right side i'd get a big round of applause and people would love me for it but because i'm not on their side when i say act like a woman they'd go and what is that what does act like a woman mean (laughs) are you trying to put women in a box is there a certain way women should act or is there a certain way that women should be treated well in my worldview there are certain ways that women act and men act more generally and i think that to me is is perfectly understandable the the problem with all of this is what you just mentioned now we're talking to kids about trans issues and non-binary issues and now hmm. what the fuck does that mean because as far as i can understand it those two worldviews are completely um they're completely contradictory to one another so you have the trans issue, which means I want to be trapped like a woman and I want to present myself as a woman. Now, what does that mean? If I say I'm trans, I'm going to reach some obstacles. You know, I'm probably not going to look that feminine if I try to do so. But what does that mean? Does it mean I want people just to treat me how, say, I would treat a woman differently to a man? And that's, of course, different. I probably tease men a bit more in a, in a bit more of an aggressive manner because that's what men do to sort of bond and i would tone it down for a woman although i still do mock (laughs) and tease but there's just a a a small distinction on how you do things between and and if i wanted to be tret like a woman then i i could do that but when you're telling kids now i'm not a man or a woman i'm this I haven't got my head around it. You haven't got your head around it. Mm. You are ingratiated in a culture of very open-minded people who mm. are very open to this worldview and this ideology, and you don't get it. Yeah. I have been looking at this sort of stuff for years now. You know, I would say longer than you, but you've been in the culture a bit more. Like people around you, you've met more people who are. This yeah, and like that I didn't and... even notice that it was brewing around me because, like, when I see somebody, I see them for who they are. If they present in one way, I'll respect them enough to respect that, you know, but then limits and boundaries. And then if you're not doing it, like there are certain standards and rules that you have to follow if you're going to want to be treated a certain way, period, you know. Well, that's what they're trying to break down. And this is where we could we could we could kind of analyze this from a lot of different viewpoints. But the way I see it is that it's it's part of a sort of postmodernist 
cr critique of modern society that wants to break everything down, like everything how we do things, it wants to attack that and pull the structure out from underneath. And part of that is male female behavior and how we interact with one another because 95% of people, at least, I would say, if not more, live with the opposite sex and start a family. Or if they don't start a family, they at least uh. fraternalize with the opposite sex. And what they want to do is they want to pull the rug out from this basic fundamental building block of society and make everyone confused about what exactly that means. So then you go, well, what do you think it means? Are you saying that means you get to go out with the boys and your woman does your washing? Well, that's a very condescending way of looking at things, isn't it? And it's a very condescending way of saying, oh, so she just you know, looks after you, she's your slave. Well, let's go, back in some, let's go back in time. Most men were doing the work and most women were back at home. And modern feminists would probably say, Jesus, that's so, so terrible. At least we're emancipated now. But the truth is, I've talked about this before with you. Look at my grandparents. My grandparents were working class. My, grandpa my grandfather worked in a coal mine. It was a dangerous job. People died. And it was grubby, even if you didn't die. It was dirty, it was hard, and you needed to be strong to do it. And my grandma stayed at home, and she was a homemaker. Now, if my grandma was alive today, she might not be a homemaker. She might have a job, and she might do something, and maybe there would be benefits to the modern world. You know, maybe she would have had opportunities that she didn't have in 1960 or whatever. But the truth is, she's not going to work in a fucking coal mine. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So it's basically a modern invention, this idea of female emancipation and in the workplace. You know, I want to be, we want to be breadwinners too. We're capable of being, yeah, now that the, the, the modern world has caught up with us. Now that 95% of jobs are sitting behind a computer or on a phone, even just 100 years ago, most jobs weren't that. Huh. You had a very small section of middle class and upper class people and lawyers and accountants and people who had office jobs. And yes, contrary to popular belief, women did do those jobs. If you were a woman who didn't want to be a, a, a mother and a wife, and you said, it is my ambition to be a lawyer. You know, you weren't, it was difficult. I'm not saying that it wasn't. I'm not trying to white, uh, like, rose tint the past. But there were women in professions. The truth is, they're just not many wanted to. <laughs> like, it was a lot to give up. Well, especially if you're going to follow the binary way of living with, like, a man and a woman and a wife and a husband and have your kids, like... I don't know. A lot of the times I would want the mother to raise their children. Well, nine times out of ten, it's better. Women are better at it. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, that's men That's my are... inherent, like, feeling on it based on all the women I know and the life that I've lived. And is that, yeah, women, I would want a, someone that's caring and nurturing by nature to take care of the offspring. And 20 years ago, when we were growing up and we were in school, did you get the impression in America, and I grew up in England, did you get the impression that because you were a woman, you couldn't do whatever profession you wanted? Did, Not at all. Did you ever get that impression? Like, even if it was kind of like, okay, I suppose you could, but let's be honest. You know, did you? I didn't get that impression. I got the impression that men and women and boys and girls could do 
whatever they wanted. And as I grew older, I realized what I've just talked about, about the realities of life. But the truth is, if someone wants to do something, they can. And I've known stay-at-home fathers as well. And it's... Anyway, I think we're getting off topic because this stuff is just like kind of the, the common sense thing that I would want these children to hear. And I imagine everyone listening to us is like, yeah, why are you preaching to the choir about this stuff? I don't know, though. Like, I feel like a lot of people are confused in their opinions because you brought up like a really good argument about this trans topic as well. And like it and like this all comes up because I was ta I was having to talk to a 15 year old about it and a 14 year old thinks that he's homophobic due to all of this indoctrination and now it's just it's confusing the youth of our future to mm -hmm. like they don't even understand how they feel about mm -hmm. this because it's so unnatural mm -hmm. that the kids that like are normal like and people would be super offended by me saying that but mm -hmm. the kids that are normal are so confused by this so are we doing this for the few or are we doing this for the many like and you brought up a really valid argument about like how all of these non-binary things are are it's people label, labeling their personality over an actual gender because you ask what is gender yeah that's the ultimate question here in all this nonsense the the question really that needs to be answered and i'm i have yet to hear this really and i have looked for this answer mm -hmm. what is gender now in a normal view you could say gender is the expected behavior of your sex. Now, if you want to make a distinction between gender and sex, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I mean, they're basically synonymous. On a, on a form, it would just say, what's your gender? You mm -hmm. know, and it means, what's your sex? What's your biological sex? But the question, what is gender, is really important because it seems to me that with the progressive movement, what it means is how I feel. And so if I go on a forum and two other people or ten other people describe a similar feeling to me and they say they are, I don't even know them anymore. I used to know so many because there's 50 of them. <laughs> I've just forgotten them all. I don't want to know them. I don't know any of them. But if they say they're whatever gender and then you go, but I feel like that too, so I must be that. Well, now you're, now again, what is gender then? Is it how you feel? Because that's your feelings, right? Or your emotions or your personality or, but it's, it's, I think a lot of people listening to this will know this. I think the point is where it comes from and why it's being done. Why are we talking about things that are undefinable, elusive to rational thought, and really have no grounding in reality whatsoever? And what they're, what they're being backed up by, what they're being supported by, is the idea of compassion, which is, again, um, something that's been pushed in the last hundred years, and maybe rightly so. Maybe when women got the vote, a bit more compassion came into, into things, okay? So now we back everything up with compassion. So we say, well, listen, this person's just living their life. Like, who are you? Who are you to judge them? And that's a very good, uh, like a bait and switch because you've just bait and switched that to be now you're hurtful and now you want to hurt this person. And the truth is when people are talking about this, they want to get to the bottom of it. They want to feel logical and rational, or at least I do. But instead it turns into, why do you hate them? Why do you want them to suffer? No. <clears throat> it just feels like a fad. It feels like a fad that um, has life change like lifelong changing effects 
And like, I have heard like the argument of like, we could deal with men being less masculine because like they, they can be so macho. But when you actually think about the numbers of guys that are like that, Mm -hmm. they're very slim. There's not that many guys out there that Mm -hmm. are like that actually, just because you're a pretty girl and you've run into that like Mm -hmm. a couple times in your life. It's about the extremes. I've I've definitely told you this before. So we can say men and women are different. Okay. We can say that. And we know what we mean by that. But the truth is that when you pick a random man and a random woman and you say, um, which one of these is the more aggressive one? It could be in a million different ways, Uh, financially, career aggressive, physically aggressive, sexually aggressive, whatever you want. Let's say just so aggressive. You'd probably say, okay, the man. Right, but you'd only be right sixty percent of the time, which isn't huge, right? It's oh. like sixty percent of the time you'd be right. It's the man who's more aggressive, but forty percent of the time the woman is more aggressive because that's just how people work. People are different, and there's a lot of overlap between between the sexes. But the extremes—that's the difference. The extremes. So when you say, "Okay, let's look at the people who are so aggressive that they murder people." Okay, is that going to be a man or a woman? And you say, man, well, now you're right 96% of the time. Like men are more aggressive at the higher ends. And at the same time, when you talk about compassion, so you say, who's the most compassionate out of these two? Okay, I'll choose the woman. Well, you're only going to be right about 60% of the time again, which isn't that much. But if you say, who is the most compassionate? You know, they cry themselves to sleep when they think about the suffering of others. Well, now it's going to be almost 100% women. These extremes are where things happen. So the prison population is the extreme aggressive nature of, of males. And again, yeah, the modern age really pushes that on, like males are violent, males are this. And the truth is that it's just a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage at the very extreme. And it's the same when it comes to all this white privilege or uh, white money. You know, like white people have ran us, white men have overlorded us for hundreds of years. And you say, yeah, but 99% of white men were under that uh, lordship. That's the scrutiny as well. They yeah. were under that <laughs> scrutiny and, and, and even more punished under it. Uh-huh. Like they got even worse than the, the women. You know, they were, they were tortured and killed and yeah. imprisoned way more. But of course, those extremes, yes, it's men. It's men who will always be politicians. Men will always be CEOs. They will always be the winners in hyper-competitive fields because the people who are hyper-competitive, if you take 100 of them, 99 are men. Yeah. And that's where it is. That's the that difference testosterone that has that effect. And that's, so. the, that's a very important thing. And I may have even mentioned this before, but it's very important for people to realize that you can make distinctions between the genders, but they're actually not that different. But it's the extremes that, that you notice those differences. Yeah. Which are the few and far between. And it's anyway. just like, it was a very striking story, you know, because you told me, told me this before about, you know, the girl bringing that up and, and the boy saying I'm homophobic. And it's kind of, it's a very striking story to, to hear because I know and anecdotally that this stuff is being brought into schools. Mm. And I really maybe did figure it was still just more um, liberal states in America. You know, I can imagine California. I thought it was specific for there, but no, it's coming. Well, to I thought California will have teaching. The, if you told me California is teaching its kids that there are 73 genders and then teaching its six-year-olds how to suck a dick, you know, for the future. 
I would believe that. But, yeah. but now when you're telling me things are happening in Czech, things are happening in Ireland. Um, I mean, I kind of believe Ireland, actually. It's kind of gone woke and progressive recently. Yeah. I can believe that. But I didn't think it was so bad that she would have such strong opinions. My hair company it. just went woke. <laughs> I was oh. buying hair color today and it said unisex yellow. I was like, really? Do you have to specify? Unisex yellow. Right? What does that mean? Like that both sexes can use it. Well, I mean, both sexes can use every color, right? Like, but why specify? Like, what's, like, this wokeness is a real thing of mm -hmm. people becoming aware and conscious of so many things that nobody has ever been conscious before. There's this YouTuber I follow, um, Blair White, and she was bringing up, she brought up that there's this um, organization in the UK, and 10 years ago, there was, like, uh, 250 people assigned to this organization and it was for um, gender reassignment, um, whatever, because before, 10 years ago, you actually had to be diagnosed by a doctor with gender dysphoria right. before a doctor would do something on you versus now doctors are practically incentivized to put mm -hmm. kids on. They're incentivized and the people themselves are incentivized because of the social prestige they get from it. Yeah, yeah to have like lifelong altering effects and like and then she but she was saying there was like 10 years ago 250 people at this organization and now here we are at like 10 years later and there's uh 1400 in there and 2000 on a waiting list yeah yeah i know all, and like that's just such a massively huge spike and it's not like people were in the woodworks it really is like a fad or something that people are going through but the things yeah. that people don't know about these hormone blocker blockers and people don't tell you and if some people know some people know but not enough know that those hormone blockers like if a like if a young boy gets on them to be a girl too young you could sterilize yourself and there's no absolutely. going back from that absolutely and like these have lifelong lasting effects and once you cut your tits off there's no going back from that like there there's mm -hmm. no growing them back or you're gonna have a like a messed up boob job to try to compensate for what you already had so big and i i really do believe that kids like i do believe that there is a legal age of consent for a reason when it comes to sex when it comes to sexuality of course of course and i mean it's just been completely disregarded so i would say i was kind of in tune with some of this stuff going back as maybe 2013 so you know we're talking like seven or eight years i was kind of speaking to people about these issues and saying this is gonna happen this is gonna happen people are going shut the fuck up man it's like a fringe issue you're talking about no point you know and you're getting and then i would usually yeah be none of us have a problem with this anyway right. why would it be well, an issue and, now, <laughs> and then i usually got accused of being a bigot or uh. hateful in some way and now seven years later eight years later we're seeing that it's really becoming mainstream and and when i say mainstream i think well in 2013, when I'm talking about this, I'm usually talking about some paper that a liberal college professor wrote and saying mm -hmm. this is part of my program in critical race theory or in, uh, in gender studies uh, program. Mm -hmm. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? This year, we have our big morning television show, you know, like millions of viewers, and you have a couple on that are explaining and supporting the four-year-old transgender child. And they're saying things like, 
well, when she made her decision, you know, we just had to support her. And, you know, we're really proud. And this is on a TV show that millions of people are watching. And of course, I'm not saying everyone is going along with it. If that's why they do it. They like controversy. They want people to be tweeting and saying this is ridiculous. And they know it's a little out there because it's four fucking years old. How the fuck does a four-year-old work out that it's not the right gender? And what does that mean anyway? Because I've asked adults this. I asked a transgender person this one question. She said, and, and, she, and I still, I'm still saying she, she, you know, she, she has she a put penis. in the effort to present them put, up, She right? put the effort in, so I'll call her a she, but I asked her, she said something along the lines of, and that's when I knew I felt like a woman. And I said, what does a woman feel like? Right? Because this woman feels pretty manly a lot of the times. Well, what I'm saying is, how would you fucking know? How would you fucking know what a woman feels like? I've woke up some days and I feel different to other days, right? And maybe I kind of have more of a spring in my step. <laughs> maybe my hips move around more one day than another. Does that mean I'm more woman? Like, what does a woman feel like? What does a man feel like? It's absolutely preposterous. And before, it used to be a fringe... Uh, a tiny segment of society and people used to go, why do you care? Why are you obsessed? I think you're gay or I think you're transgender. I think you're something because why do you care? And this is why I care because now, seven, eight years later, it's being pushed on children. Yeah, and like kids are getting confused calling themselves homophobic and, and they don't fair. even understand what that means. Do what you want, but not to the kids. Like, oh, okay, you're gay. you're okay with the gay neighbor. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem with him. It's like, do you have a problem with other gay people? Not really. I'm just tired of this. Like, then that's not the the problem. No, and I saw just the saddest video the other day. It was a mom recording her daughter and she the daughter she goes, "Yeah, I'm a boy." And the mom goes, "Yeah, you feel like a boy?" She was like, I don't know. She's like, I just don't know who I am. And it was like a little three-year-old or four-year-old or something. And I was like, oh. Child abuse. Like, yeah, like Child this little abuse. girl doesn't even know what she is because we're convoluting it all. Like, we have paths to follow. And if you don't want to follow it, that's your prerogative. That's fine. You do you. I've always done me. Yeah. I like pussy. I hook up with trans. Like men doesn't fucking matter like but i've never felt the but you've need never, to put a label you broke on a lot of boundaries but not the boundaries of logic itself and science you know yeah. like these like these are real things that have existed for so long and to try to change them now it's like changing the definition of things that gets really tricky and really dangerous because words hold weight and words do matter and like we've discussed it before and we will discuss it again, but like the magic of words, like why do you think they call it spelling? Mm -hmm. Like these, it's very important to keep things by definition because once you start changing oh, yeah. the definitions of things, it's the beginning of the downfall of society and yeah. like three, totally like agree. three huge things, like, like, like some of like, there's huge, like, there's huge factors in the downfall of society that we are all partaking in right now. Like, I do, like, really think feminism is one of the downfalls of society. In addition to that, like... At least it was. I, I changing think it's definitions. 
And like, you're not going to tell me that I'm not a powerful woman and I will go toe to toe with any feminist that wants to have this conversation it's absolutely all day long. But like, so yeah, architecture, feminism, changing definitions. These are the downfalls of Yeah, the of changing society. definitions is huge. I would, I would slightly disagree with you when you say feminism because I noticed probably in about 2016, so it's something like five years ago, people started using the term intersectionality. And what that meant was that what they wanted to do was kind of take power away from these feminists who had a lot of power for, for many years, you know, vocal feminists, people who write books. And they wanted to be like, hey, you know, we're kind of beating on the feminism. I want to talk about gender stuff. I want to talk about uh, race. I want to talk about class. And I want to bring all those things together and call it intersectionality. And then that's obviously why. Why would you mix all those things together? They don't have enough power. to do with each other. For power. Because what you're talking, like I would, like I said, what I would argue is it's post-modernist. So critical theory is Marxism, right? So they call uh, it critical theory. And then there's a lot of... And the fucking definition of Marxism online mm. is a fucking farce as well. Yeah. Because so like the dictionary definition power. that they're putting on, on, on Google is not accurate to what Marxism is. Well, don't not trust Google, I think, is there. And I, I don't want to do a whole podcast on why you shouldn't trust Google, guys. So if you're listening to this, stop fucking using Google. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I've still got a Gmail address, but I don't use... Um, you can't trust what you search because they are curating and they're presenting a certain thing to you. And I, I, you could argue that everyone is, but they're one of the fucking worst. Stop using Google. Stop allowing them to be the gatekeepers of the knowledge that you see and read. Stop that right now because, I mean, Google's Google's motto used to be "Don't be evil," and they <laughs> and they changed it. It's like. Really? That was their motto at used one to be, point? Since from their startup, it was called Don't Be Evil. Don't Be Evil. That was their motto. And then one day they were like, mm, let's get rid of that. <laughs> People are going to start laughing at us soon because of how wow. fucking evil we are. And it's it's really sick. Yeah, I didn't even catch that <laughs> before. So yeah, like that's like that was what like I was so excited to see these kids and just to like have a talk. I sat there and chatted with them for almost three hours. And just like the th the topics that they brought up that were coming up in school, no, and even the girl that like feminist was, was one of the questions she asked me. She was like, so what do you think about feminism? And she was really apprehensive about asking me about it. And I was like, oh, I think it's the downfall of society. Like I say, I nice. say that loosely. It's not necessarily I, I know, the downfall I, of society. I, I know what you mean. So to clarify for the it's people that are listening. It's a little hyperbolic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm, I'm poking a little bit of fun when I say that because like I'm by all means a feminist myself. Like I believe in equality for women, but that do I do believe that there is a difference between men and women? Absolutely. Well, that's do, yeah, that's. The, do I the believe difference. that there's some things that women are inherently better at, and there's some things that men are inherently better at, and that like men could Everything. be, <laughs> men could <laughs> men could be um, harder workers in many spectrums of many fields, especially if a, um, a woman is a mother and she has a child at home to think about, and not to say that she can't prioritize her work. And again, everybody's different, but. You're, you're not going to tell me that well, I'm not strong and that I don't have opportunities. Here's the thing that I, I say to anyone who starts bleeding on about feminism, which doesn't happen as much. Like, that's what I'm saying. It really doesn't happen, at least to me, as much as it, it used to. It used to be like a real badge or some armor that people used to wear. It's another one of those fab me, things, you know. I used to say to them, goes. what rights do you want? 
because usually we're talking about like civil liberties and we're talking about legal issues. And I think one of them actually came up with one good answer once and they said like, this could be better. And I actually agreed. I was like, okay, there's one thing, but I think there's more in men's rights actually that needs to change legally, legally. I'm not, but then they would say, no, it's not about the law. It's about society and how people think. And I'm like, oh, okay, so now we're getting somewhere because now you've got all the rights that you want. Women have as many options and as rights as they could. They've got all the same. There's not a single one that I can think of where it's different. But they, what, what they mean is they're like, oh, yeah, but still, you know, men say bitch. <laughs> You're just kind of like. <sighs> oh, God. So what you mean, what, what, what that is. I use bitch all the time, and it's an enduring term for me. Well, what they're doing is it's a, it's a, it's a segue into totalitarianism you know mm. and that idea of totalitarianism is this this pathology of how certain people are and i'm quite neurotic so i'm i can be quite like this in a way that you want control you want things to be how you want them and i can i can empathize with that that feeling and that's what it is it's people being frustrated that some people still don't like them or still think maybe oh, you know what women aren't as good at xyz and instead of being like, hey, buddy, I don't give a fuck what you think because I have all the rights in the world. Yeah. I can do whatever I want and your words don't hurt me. Instead, that turns into, Wah! this man said something mean. And feminism is necessary to do what? To stop that man saying something mean? Like, mm. how's that going to work? Like, what are you going to do? How, how are you going to change some sexist's mind? You know? Uh -huh. It's like there's always going to be people who disagree with you. It doesn't mean that you need a whole political movement to combat that, right? Well, like, I, I get where feminism came from because, like, I'm still of the belief that there was, we, like, there was a matriarchal society that we come from. And I'm a firm believer that, like, somewhere in our past, just non-documented because the the quote-unquote victors write the history books you know so uh, and uh, all like and that's a mark but but before but we that, get into like, this that's from the USR, uh, ussr right. and that's a marxist thing it only takes five years of indoctrinating children and teaching them of things right, right, right. one way to but just like one question because <clears throat> i'm sure we can do a whole podcast on its own about matriarchal society so i don't want to get too much into it but when you talk about societies is it is, it, is any society not ultimately susceptible to the stronger more warring more battle ready civilization and what i would say is 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 a matriarchal society always going to be at a disadvantage because no. ultimately a matriarchal society would just have to send in its men to do its war like i mean i don't believe or that you, you believe you come to treaties and of course, yeah, Understanding. like negotiation and, so. and getting. But ultimately, once you have a bad actor who wants to no, just come to you. No, I believe, you. okay, so this is, here is going to, like, this is going to sound very conspiratorial, but I'm going to put it out there anyway, because it is my true beliefs. So I do believe that we do come, we are still reeling from the, coming from a matriarchal society, because once men start taking over, burning things down, conquering things, rewriting history books, that's when you lose a bit of the past. And I believe, like, like we we like there has been an imbalance and i do believe that there could be a bit of a more balanced in there but i feel like it was we've had the balance before and it's gone now but i do feel like it is obtainable and i don't know 
I mean, I, when you're talking, I kind of, because I know you, I kind of feel like I know what you're getting at and I want to agree with you. I'm not super combative. I'm not like you, stupid bitch, which is what, <laughs> which is what usually I'm thinking when, so when I'm talking to someone. I'm kind of like, yeah, I know what you're saying. But ultimately, like, you know, it's not going to be in our lifetimes where we're really talking about matriarchies and patriarchies. I mean, feminism are talking, is talking about patriarchies. And it's, of course, like, you know, that's all they bang on about. But the truth is, it's not the battle of our time. It's not the battle of our time. Like, if we're going to talk about how many females are in parliament, you know, meanwhile, we've got other civilizations um, washing over the West, you know. Mm. And it's like, I don't want to distract myself talking about getting more women who, like we talked about, are more compassionate, more open to immigration, more open to uh, con um inclusiveness and i mean Although if you do a, sur if you do a survey crossed. if you do a survey on men and women when you talk about open borders and things like um yeah. no. homogenous society so if you said to like men and women something like hey you know what we don't need a, a an ethno state of white people but do you think you know maybe england should be still mostly english the difference between men and women is going to be very striking Mm. very striking very 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 striking because the women are like oh the world's a playground everyone should go everywhere it doesn't matter where we live and men are a bit more like but those are women's opinions that have never had to probably go through hardships too i feel well this is the this cases. is the crooks we're, we're at with when it comes to to to, to the women's issues as well as i really don't feel like women get as Immigration was another thing that thing. I did talk, like, uh, we won't go into this because, like, we could go into it again later. But, we like, that was, that, <laughs> that was do. another topic that uh, the 15-year-old girl brought up. Well, first I'll cap the feminism thing because she was, she was apprehensive about asking me how I felt about feminism because I have colored hair. She was like, oh, good, I, I wasn't sure what you were going to say about it because you have colored hair. And I was like, that's, that's just so funny that, like, that was what made her You look nervous. like the king feminist. <laughs> yeah, like, it was Sorry, like, queen. Sorry, queen. <laughs> you can call me king, it's fine. <laughs> and um, it, was just, uh, it was just funny that that was what made her nervous about it. But another thing that was brought up by this 15-year-old girl was immigration as well and that her dad works for the government and due to corona like her stepmom lost the, her, their job and they weren't able to get on health care because it goes to all the immigrants and then part of the dad's salary every month goes to this exact thing and then now his wife can't get it and they just have to do without a second income even though they had had, had it before so it like directly like it was just funny to talk to this 15 year old girl about so many like big, serious world issues and to like see like she had her own understanding about it. The little brother was a little bit more confused, but. Well, it's it's who's to say if she's very well informed or whether this is the the, the new nature. You know, I mean, I wasn't that in. When I, when I think about it, we weren't really into politics when we were a kid, but we were revolutionaries. You know, we liked the idea of rebellion like every teenager does. Mm. They don't know what they're angry at, but they're angry at something, yeah, right? Hormones. And we're kind of like, this is bullshit. But yeah, you, that's why you, you know, can't you be listen, making decisions then. Yeah, you listen <laughs> to Rage Against the Machine, hormones. right? You listen to Rage Against the Machine and be like, this is awesome. Yeah. Something's wrong. You know, but immigration in Ireland is a huge thing. It's huge. Yeah, because their population everywhere. is so small and really the the 
the difference in numbers, you know, you usually talk in relative or absolute terms, it's not so big. So you've got Ireland with 3 million people and you've got next door, uh, you know, England, Scotland and Wales that have like 70 million. Really big disparity there. But, you know, is it that much harder to get to Ireland? Not really. So it's like they've got almost as much coastline. It's not like it's a tiny, tiny island. So really, like you can get 10,000 immigrants on one island, England, and then you get 10,000 immigrants on the other one, and it makes such a more, um, more of an impact. And it's I'm seeing that. I think it's, I think it's really clear that what? it's that it's that it's totally fucking up the country. And 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 I will not mince my words. The people who are allowing this to happen, in some sense, they're just well-meaning. Um, you know, compassionate people who see people in other countries and say, oh, you know, they don't. Their life isn't as good as ours. We should help them. And they're kind of well-meaning, or what I would call, again, a useful fucking idiot. Uh -huh. um, but some of them are much more insidious than that, and they've been bought out. Like, I'll say it as clearly as that. Well, there are yeah, people there's who tons of been, agendas that are there being are played out who want in our lands and our properties. And there are people who want to destroy Western culture. Uh -huh. And if you can find a certain place which isn't kind of ready for it. Like, I think Ireland's a perfect example. It's got a small population. All the young people leave. All the young people leave. There's a lot of, there's a lot of socioeconomic factors that, that make it a perfect place that you can just absolutely destroy Ireland in one generation. And it's, it's hilarious. I mean, like, it's not hilarious, but it's hilarious in the sense that, you know, they fight the English for 400 years. Like, they fight the English for hundreds of years. Even though we were a more powerful force, again, something I'll always say to people, that guerrilla warfare is effective. You know, it's why the Afghanis can beat the U.S. government. What are you going to do against F-18s? Well, Afghanis did just fine. Yeah, lots of them died, but they essentially won that war. Like, America did not conquer Afghanistan. America did not conquer Iraq. America did not invade We're not talking Vietnam. about immigration, though, so reel it in. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a bit. So anyway, without getting off, too off topic with all of that, it, it was just funny to talk to kids about that and that these are issues that even... And when you say funny, you mean utterly heartbreaking. And yeah, utterly heartbreaking. <laughs> that is I mean, I know what you mean, mean when you say it's kind of funny, right? And what you mean is I want to kill myself. Yeah, it's like, it's just so sad that like, this is the conversation that I'm having with like young people and that like, they're just so confused about things. Or is it, or is it moralizing because they're aware of this stuff and like, you know, some well, of this Well, look stuff... at the one and look at the other, you know, like they're, they're two totally different situations and they're related. And that's just in one household. Imagine how the rest of the fucking world's doing. I feel like there is some positives to it, though. Like, if kids are thinking about some of these things that we find important, and these are the things that are... Like I said, we both have similar opinions on some things, and, I, and throughout my life, I've been called a lot of really bad names for some of my opinions that I really don't think are that bad. Mm. And I think if the kids are having these when they're 14 and 15, then they're going to have an armor to this, you know, and it's not going to be as effective when they go, what are you saying, you fucking bigot? They'll be like, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, mm. I don't care. What, and, and although that didn't stop me, because I don't really care that much, it did stop a lot of people of my generation. 
You know, there people are all could people. Just stop who, caring what other people think about them. Yeah. Just a little bit fucking more. There are so many people. When I was still on Facebook, I used to put my opinions up there, and I'd write, you know, a good few words. I, it was kind of more like an essay on there. I used to write an essay every now and again, like this is what I think, and it would be like, oh, I might get three likes, but I would get like people saying to me when they saw me, or I'd get private messages saying, I really agree with what you said on, about this, you know. Mm. You wouldn't click like though. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it to be affiliated with an unpopular opinion. I've been there for sure. And it's so maybe in a way it's there is a positive side here because if kids are even thinking about this kind of things and they're leaning towards what we're saying, like like I said, I don't like the the boy saying he's homophobic. I don't I right. don't I don't particularly like that. But at the same time he sounds like he has the same views as me. Put your dick where you want to put your dick. But just like have Keep some your decency. To yourself, yeah. Have some decency. I don't need to know everything about you. And being gay shouldn't be political. And being gay shouldn't even be obvious from five hundred meters away. You don't need to look like fucking Versace walking down the street, you know, you don't have to like fag up everything you do, right? It's like, I don't feel like it's, that's a political move. It's not, it's not in human nature. I mean, to some extent it is to be said. Well, look at me, I'm a peacock. So like, if you want to do that, that's fine. But I also, it's, it's the, once you put it onto other people, that's where I really draw the line is because like, do Mm -hmm. you, man, like I've always done me and I've never forced it upon anybody else and anyone to try to force things upon me is really just where I draw the Mm -hmm. line because I'm all about unity and all Mm -hmm. of us getting along and people act like so many people care about this, but they fucking don't. No, they don't. Nobody gives a shit what you're doing. And it's always too late when people But you trying to jam it down their throat draws attention and that's what like, it seems like the people are looking for more than anything. See you later. If you made it through an entire episode of Natasplat, well done you. You can find more of us all over the internet and at natasplat.com.